0: Welcome back to In Her Wallet, a podcast helping women around the world take control of their finances for good and build better financial futures one episode at a time. My name is Sophia. I'm the host of In Her Wallet, the founder, and also an accredited investment representative here in Canada. What I want to talk about today is what you should do with a tax refund if you received one this month from the government of Canada. I went for a quick, happy hour catch up with my girlfriend earlier this week she asked me this question and I thought you know what this is a great idea for an episode so this is what we're going to chat about today chances are if you clicked on this episode you are probably receiving a refund soon or have already received one and you are excited and I feel you because I just got mine back earlier this week too Last year, CRA refunded close to $37.3 billion to more than 17 million Canadians in tax refunds. Overall, what are tax refunds? A tax refund is a refund from the government from the taxes, amount of taxes that you paid during the year. If you owed less than that, they would actually refund you the difference. And on average, a Canadian received a, receives about $3,000 in a tax refund every year. And your first reaction to spend that money might be, you know, to take yourself uh, for some shopping, to buy a designer item you've been eyeing for some time, or maybe go on vacation. And I get you. That's how I feel too. But then the inner Sophia comes out and says, you know what? These items will provide you momentarily pleasure, momentarily feelings of happiness. There are probably more strategic ways to use that cash that can actually give you more financial freedom. So today I want to talk about how you can use that cash strategically and we'll be looking at a few scenarios depending on where you are right now in your life, um, what your financial situation might be. I want to start with the preface saying that if you have recently had a loss of income or you are depending on money that come in, this cash can be simply deposited into your checking account and used for your immediate needs, such as groceries or rent. There is nothing wrong with that. And partially, this is what I'm doing. But for me personally, I'm actually splitting that refund into few portions and I'll be happy to share with you how I'm spending that. So again, if your refund is more like an extra cash windfall, use these ideas that I'm about to share and spend it wisely based on where you are in life. So the first scenario I want to look at, if you're someone who has some form of debt, a credit card balance that you carry forward every month, maybe a student loan, a mortgage, um, any outstanding bills. I think it's a great idea and my recommendation is to put that money towards the repayment of your debt balance because clearly no one likes debt. But also, until you pay that debt off, you will not be able to get into the next level of financial goals and financial milestones. So, so that debt is actually keeping you away from achieving that. Think of it like a computer game. Paying off debt is level one of the computer game and if unless you do it and complete it, you're not able to move on to the next one. And this extra cash, this tax refund, can actually boost your completion of level one. One thing I want to mention is that on average, when it comes to credit card debt, the interest rate that you pay on that carry forward balance is about 19 to 22% in Canada. And very rarely it is that you would get investment returns that high in an average stable market. The conditions we are in right now will definitely not provide you returns like that. So you're actually losing money if you are investing the extra cash that you have in the investment market and carrying the debt balance as well. Another thing, if you are a homeowner, you can take advantage of annual lump sum payments towards your mortgage principal, which is the total amount you borrowed. Most lenders in Canada allow these payments, which can range from 5 to 25% each year without penalty. So make sure to check out what your payment can be, and it can be a great idea that can save you a few years down the road if you use that cash strategically to pay off the mortgage. The next scenario I want to look at is if you're someone who doesn't have that, but then at the same time, you do not have any emergency fund or a fund, as many people call it, open up, in my suggestion, is to open up a high interest savings account and set aside a portion, at least $1,000 to begin with, into that account. Right now, to you, it might look like, you know, there is no element of happiness to going that route. But trust me, there is an element of late gratification. Whenever life throws something unexpected to you at you the next time, this will be your safe haven. And you will not have to depend on credit card on borrowing money on asking money from a friend you will have an emergency fund to cover those things in my opinion emergency emergency fund is the third most important element in your financial roadmap to financial stability after paying off any high interest debt and also making sure that your income is greater than your monthly expenses on a consistent basis And if you're living a wealthy lifestyle, going out for dinners, shopping on Revolve, while at the same time you do not have a savings account or an emergency fund or a fuck you fund, whatever you want to call it, you are honestly living a little bit of a risky lifestyle, I would say. General rule of thumb is to have three to six months of savings if you're employed and eight to 12 months of savings if you're self-employed. It is best to hold this money in a high-yield savings account, which allows you to earn some form of interest instead of simply keeping it in cash. I personally hold my emergency fund in an account that earns me, I think, 4.5 interest. And that's why it's much better than just having it sit in my checking account where I can also spend it accidentally. Next scenario I want to look at is if you're saving for a big milestone, like purchasing your first home, or perhaps you have children and you're saving for their education. Using that tax refund to save for a down payment, let's say, can move you forward with your home purchase timeline so significantly. And if you are saving for an education, I would say that contributing that tax refund or a portion of it to a registered education savings plan is also a great idea that can move you forward. With the average refund close to $3,000, think about how big of a difference this sum can make for you and your future. Speaking of moving, if you are also considering moving apartments, if you're renting down the road, perhaps setting that sum of money aside for any Unexpected expenses related to moving to a new place or renting a new place can also be a great idea. Don't forget that there are uh, security deposits, that there are costs associated with moving places. So putting your tax refund aside to help cover these expenses could lessen the financial burden of finding your new apartment. The next scenario I want to look at is if you're in a financially stable situation and want So that being said, you don't have any high interest debt, you already have an emergency fund, and you're already contributing perhaps to big financial goals that you're saving for. So if you're in a position like that, you are actually in a place to give yourself an opportunity to give your money an opportunity to grow. So here, as probably you would have guessed, my suggestion is to invest that money investing some portion or all of your tax refund could either jumpstart your planning for retirement or in general just for your future and can also allow you to take the next big step towards this investing game that everyone's talking about yes investing in the stock market is risky very important to remember that to remember that the portfolio total portfolio amount might go down might go up There are no guarantees, but again, if you're simply looking to give your money an opportunity to avoid inflation erosion and grow a little bit more, you can invest in safer tools that we can definitely discuss if you're interested. Leave me a comment. I can make an episode on that besides also investing in safer tools products another thing to keep in mind is that you are investing for the long term and if you're planning to invest for the long term horizon it could help you overcome any dips in the performance while also creating opportunities for capital gains and for gains in in general in your investment strategy for many, so here are the accounts I would consider putting that money inside, aside to invest. First one is a registered retirement savings plan. A lot of people call it RRSP. This is a great way to invest a tax refund. And the reason for that is first, any money you contribute to RRSP will be deducted from your taxes In the next year meaning you'll have a better chance at a better tax refund next year as well and also any money you invest in an RSP will be allowed to grow without being taxed on growth so you actually will only be taxed on the money you withdraw once you retire another option to consider is opening a tax free savings account a TFSA account and adding money into that and investing that money within that account while money in, in the TFSA won't be deducted from your annual income as with RSP, you actually aren't taxed on any income or capital gains and dividends earned within that account, which is an amazing, amazing gift that's given to us from the government. But keep in mind that there is a limit of an annual. A contribution that you can make to that tax-free savings account. So make sure to check that on the CRA portal by logging into your account. What we discussed is that First things first, perhaps dividing your tax refund into several portions is a great idea. That way you can maximize different options available to you of how you can sp- spend that cash strategically. First one is if you have any debt, definitely put a portion or all of that refund towards repaying that so that can help you move on to the next uh, level in your financial game, financial roadmap and continue pursuing in you. Um, better financial goals. Second is using that money to start or to contribute more to your emergency fund. Third is to actually use that money to save for a big milestone you are considering, such as buying a home, moving places, saving for kids' education, etc. And finally, investing that money opening either an rsp or tfsa account that allows your money to grow so with that being said i hope i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i wish you all a wonderful weekend ahead and i'll see you next week